If you're going to build something from nothing, you've got to know what really works. I took a $1,000 loan and built a $5 billion business, and now I make smart investments in new businesses on Shark Tank. This is Barbara Corcoran, and you're listening to Business Unusual. This week on Business Unusual, we have a special treat. You're going to learn the lessons firsthand from one of the great entrepreneurs of the century and also someone you're going to fall in love with. We're talking today with Kim Daisy of Daisy Cakes. Makes the best damn cakes in the nation. But more important than that, she is an amazing individual and a great entrepreneur. Listen in. I first met Kim Daisy on the set of Shark Tank, and at the time she stood there with her million-dollar smile looking like a southern belle with a little starched apron on holding a cake out to all the sharks. She explained she was selling 2,000 cakes a year, to which the other sharks yawned and just continued to taste her cakes. Well, while they were tasting, I was bidding and closed out that deal in probably two seconds flat because I thought I had never seen the sharks enjoying food, which we are fed all the time on the set. I never saw them enjoying food so that they were unable to speak once the bidding started. And I took full advantage and grabbed myself a share of one of the best businesses to date on Shark Tank. Kim Daisy of Daisy Cakes. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Barbara. Just took my hairnet off, came out of the kitchen, and I'm ready to answer all your great questions. Okay. So the first question is, tell us how you get started. I know the story very well, but a lot of people have not heard it. So tell us how you got the business started and why you went into business in the first place. (laughs) Well, I actually sold my first cake when I was 10 years old. It was a yellow cake with chocolate icing, four layers. After working for a lady for a while, and we were making cake sifts as an adult, of course, she wanted me to figure out a way to actually bake cakes and ship them for her. We were doing cake mixes where we were letting people sample our cakes and buy the mixes and take them home and make their own cakes. But so many people would say, oh, I don't bake. I don't cook. I don't even open my oven. And I would love for y'all to figure out a way to bake these cakes for me, the customers would ask. So the lady I was working for wanted me to figure out a way to bake and ship the cakes for her and her company. I knew I didn't really want to do that anymore. I'd worked for her for three years and just needed to figure out a way to get up my nerve to quit my job and start my own business of baking and shipping cakes. Let me ask you this. How many years ago did you start your business and start making your own cakes after you were working for someone else? Um, I started nine years ago. Terrific. And before that, you were working for someone else baking her cakes and you decided to take things in your own hand? Yes, and quit working for her. But it took me six months to get my nerves up. To quit my paying job. <laughs> Where did you find the courage? How did you push yourself to take the leap? Oh, it, it was excruciatingly painful uh, to the point of nausea. And I, you know, I just wanted to work for myself, which I'd done on and off my entire life. And she'd given me a great idea. And I didn't want to do it for her. I wanted to run with it with myself and my mother. And so that's how we started Daisy Cakes. I quit in May and started Daisy Cakes the next month in June. And the idea was to make homemade cakes from scratch, but be able to ship them nationwide. Was that the actual idea you had? Yes, that was the idea that I kind of 
took <laughs> and ran with is to bake them and freeze them and ship them with dry ice to all 50 states. Which you're doing now, of course. But in the beginning, I'm curious what your mom had to say about it. <laughs> I know you're in business with her, and I'd like to also know how does that work out? Well, my mother's a great person to be in business with because uh, she balances me out and she's not the least bit afraid to tell me no if she doesn't like my idea. <laughs> but she's really good, you know, with the business end of things and the numbers end of things, which I'm more of the creative mind. So I know you've found out over the years, but she's a hard worker and she thrives on staying busy. Mm. She knows that I'm good at baking and cooking and as is she. And two, Barbara, right after college, I'd had a catering business and my mother and I had a restaurant together, a couple of restaurants actually. So we work well together. We know what we're good at. We know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And, you know, that enables us to work well together. And we both like to stay busy. We don't like to sit around and, you know, twiddle our thumbs and not have anything to do. Even on days off, we're trying to, you know, at least separate doilies or uh, <laughs> make boxes or something. But, you know, it's just a great balance working with my mother. And uh, she's almost 85 years old. And she's actually working on the baking days now. Let me mention, I've met your mother a number of occasions, and I am shocked to hear she's 85. She operates like a woman who's 55. She's like an ever-ready battery. But how lucky are you? Many entrepreneurs really are so anxious to get the perfect partner, and you found her right in your home. you have any ego issues so far as a mom telling you what to do? <laughs> no, she got that out of me a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? When I don't listen to her, I always regret it and wish I had listened to her. Ah. And and then those of us who work around here, when we don't do what Geraldine says, we suffer the wrath. <laughs> so we know better. So put your mother on the phone. I don't even want to talk with you. I now know who the real boss is. <laughs> yeah, well, she really is. And you know what? She she just went in the house to finish up her hot dog chili for um, an employee's birthday. So we're having a little birthday luncheon today for an employee. And she makes the best hot dog chili in the world mama does so she's in there finishing that up right now <laughs> okay great <laughs> so now let's go back to the earlier days even though the business is still young but what were the two or three biggest obstacles uh, that you feel you've had to overcome and what did you learn if anything from that well I think what happened right after Shark Tank with so many people is getting too big too fast for me, it was so flattering and just such an honor that people wanted to buy my cakes and were ordered them, you know, like crazy, you know, from 2000 cakes in one year to 2000 cakes in 24 hours once that Shark Tank first pitch aired that, um, I, you know, we just scrambled around and wanted to bake and ship as many cakes as we could to all those wonderful customers. We realized we couldn't do it here in our little kitchen completely. So we went out to three total bakeries, which I know you and your team helped us find what we found out along the way was nobody's going to bake the cakes the way we bake the cakes here in mm. small batches and you know you said after the first time maybe you should bring them back to Pauline and then we gave it a second try for another large production bakery even you and my mother were on the same team bring them back to Pauline and me not listening went to the third bakery which was almost our complete 
ruination. So finally, you know, in my hard-headed ways, after losing 6,500 cakes, I finally listened and y'all convinced me, let's bring them back and ask our customers nicely to place their orders early on so we know each week what we have to bake for the following week. And that's worked out very nicely for everybody, customers and us and the quality of the cakes. And in your mind, if you had to do over again, would you welcome that triple mistake of doing the same thing three times to learn the lesson? Or do you think you just have to learn things the hard way and that's how you get the benefit going forward? You know... I think I really had to learn it the hard way because it, it was, a, you know, a hard lesson, an expensive lesson. But I would have always been wondering, you know, what if we just, you know, let this one bakery try it? Or, you know, what if we just done that one bakery in New York and did all those big cakes from that fulfillment center out on Long Island? Or, you know, what if we had shipped cakes from... Tennessee out to that fulfillment center in Kansas City, you know, I would have always been wondering what if. So Mm. uh, yes, it was costly, but it was, um, you know, a huge learning curve too at the same time. And, you know, we found out the best way to do it. And that is small batches here where we have control over everything. Yeah, and because what you've been able to do now is make every single customer so happy and most importantly, keep ordering more cakes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, and it's, it is important that everything be done uh, the right way, which is Geraldine's way. <laughs> While I'm thinking about it, make sure I need to get a few cakes for Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm the shoemaker's story. Every Thanksgiving, people show up and say, where are the daisy cakes? <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I forgot to order. <laughs> I'll put you on the calendar as soon as we hang up. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Okay. Um, my next question, was there anything in those first years that you ignored that in hindsight you wished you had kept your eye on that ball and you said gee why did I miss that one something that we could teach other young entrepreneurs I think what was most important is that I kept doing what had been working which was going to the junior league shows and going to food and wine shows and calling people up and asking them to please let me in even though I'd missed the deadline for their event Because as I said on the show, when I was doing my pitch, you know, such an important thing to do is get a piece of cake in somebody's mouth. Mm. And then, you know, they fall in love with it, as you did and the other sharks. And then that helps you make a connection, too, with your customers because you're there. I'm there. My mother's there. You know, we're serving cakes. We're meeting people. You know, people always ask about my mother, too, when we're at shows. Is that your mom? They want to have their picture taken with her and all that. And I think, you know, just remaining true to what you do is so important and not getting off track and trying to do other things that are are just out of the a pattern of what works Mm. as as far as you know one of the things I wanted to do more than anything was get on the QVC and I did and I was you know tickled to death and I got to be on with David and and it was it was wonderful but it didn't work out for our business plan as far as, you know, the best way for us to sell cakes. and Because you didn't make enough profit and it put all the push in that huge delivery pattern, right? Yes, it was really, really hard for us. And the, you know, amount of money that you had that, you know, was required to make the cakes and everything. And they had to be made at a certain place and shipped from a certain place that was not, you know, a certain fulfillment center. But it wasn't doing us any good on this end. You know what I'm picturing in my mind? Like the kid on the merry-go-round going round and round up and 
down the horse and then he reaches for the gold ring that's so glittery and they fall off the horse (laughs) (laughs) and that's exactly what it was right that is exactly what happened and it was you know all that glitters isn't gold is it and it was yeah it was that was a hard fall to take and it was disappointing because you so much wanted it or I wanted it so badly and to be successful, but it just wasn't, you know, it didn't work for us again, you know, finding out the hard way, but there again, going back to what we always do is staying true to um, getting out there, meeting people. Yes. And now you're back on track and you have been for a couple of years and it's paying off for you big time. And you're not as naive as you used to be reaching for the goal, the next gold ring, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> what is it? Once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't mean you don't grab new opportunity, of course, but it's with great prudence and being very careful about your steps. Can you afford it? Can you handle it? Can you take the pressure? Is it the right time? You have to qualify quite a bit, right? Yes. And not and not say no to everything and not say yes to everything. Yes, you got to ponder it and and, you know, put it put it on paper and see what's going to work. And and of course, run it by Geraldine a time or two and get her thoughts. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to switch now to the subject of people hiring the right ones. Uh, what's your feeling on that? How good are you at hiring? How good is your partner, Geraldine, your mom? at hiring and uh, what have you learned about hiring i know in the early years you had a couple of mishires uh, that affected your business dramatically uh, what can you tell us about that well um like i said earlier i'm not good at the um, math end of things and the numbers end of things and my mother who's was very good with the bookkeeping for two thousand cakes in a year was not able to do you know fifteen thousand cakes in a year in the bookkeeping that's involved in that kind of volume. Mm-hmm. So my brother-in-law volunteered, um, who was retired, to um, help me with the business end of things, and that seemed a relief. Actually, it was like, oh, thank goodness. And my mother was like, yes, thank goodness. We don't have to try to figure out all these large quantities of things that have to be ordered and. It was, you know, a blessing at the time, what seemed like a blessing that turned into a an absolute nightmare. And what went wrong? Well, so you had the wrong person you hired. It seemed like he was the solution to things that you and your mom probably didn't think you were capable of doing. And what specifically went off track? Well, you know, the cake tins, the cakes are in tins. And he thought it would be a great idea to let's order 25,000 at a time <laughs> mm. and for $2 a piece. And um, which was great, except that we were paying six or seven hundred dollars between six and seven hundred dollars a month to have them put in storage, which mm, small detail. Yeah, you know, a small detail and a small detail that became an expensive detail and one that you could not afford. We, well, we, we couldn't afford it at the time. He paid. He put the money up for that. May I make you pause for a moment? You mentioned that your brother-in-law put the money up as well as putting his time in. Uh, any downside to him putting the money up? If there was no money involved, but just a helping hand, could that have worked out? No, I don't think so, because his heart wasn't in it and his passion wasn't in it. He was just like, mm, kind of like, you know, showing up to help, but not fully committed either. I'd like to add that with, I would say, half of the entrepreneurs, 70 solid entrepreneurs I've invested in on Shark Tank, I would say almost half very early, once they have that Shark Tank effect and they found, get an expert in from a corporate environment, someone who ran a large company with the promise that they could make their company just as large and almost always take them in as a business partner and take their money with it. (laughs) 
And do you know I've not once seen a successful ending to that? Always a bad move to take in the pro to show you how to really build your business. When in the end, the only person who really knows how to build the business from the grassroots up is the entrepreneur themselves. And I guess you learn that by hiring your uh, business partner slash investor into your business who supposedly was a business expert. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, because he'd always worked for a large company, always gotten a paycheck and did his financial stuff. And he probably worked really long hours. But at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't his company. And he did get to go home and kind of leave some work behind. And the same for for me, you know, he was able to make what he thought was really good decisions, but it turned out to be, you know, disastrous, almost, you know, a catastrophic ruination of the company you know things seem good on paper but sometimes Mm -hmm. but when you're actually doing it you know day in and day out you you figure out what works and what doesn't work and i call it uh letting the well-meaning wolf into the hen house never a good idea No, it wasn't. A lot lot of blood and gore usually left behind. May I ask you, Daisy, what do you like best about being in business for yourself? From listening to you, it's not an easy journey. What keeps you going? What do you love best or just like best about being in business for yourself? I love um, my customers. I love that people love my cakes. I'm always surprised at, you know, people who come up to me and hug me and they tell me that they're so inspired by my story. And they'll call on the phone and they'll say, is this her? Because I do answer the phone and I get to say, yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you answered the phone. And, you know, I'll ask them where they're from and what their favorite cake is. And they'll tell me stories about their grandmothers or, you know, they're just family gatherings with food and dessert involved. And, You know, we have a real connection for the food thing. That's what I love. And I love people, you know, it's it's an ego thing, right? It's an ego in that they are praising my work, which is what I get so much pleasure from doing my job and making my cakes and then getting to serve that to people and share that with people. That's my absolute favorite thing ever. And just the other morning, you know, you, you got me on Good Morning America. And this woman was waiting for me to come off. She was from Brazil. And she stood there and she talked to me and she hugged me and she took a picture with me or, you know, had her husband take the picture. And this um, mom and son who he wants to be a chef were there talking to me from Houston. And it's so humbling. It's just so overwhelming. The Houston people had ordered cakes and tell me how much they love them. And that, you know, that's it. That's what it, it's all about. And ego meaning, a, you know, a good thing. It just makes me feel so good inside to share what I love and have other people tell me how much they love it. You know, there's one word I didn't hear you say once in that whole description, which is, I like making money. Oh. Well, no, that's all right. I don't mind it. You know, with every top entrepreneur I've invested in, they're never motivated by the money. I never hear that word. And yet with all the would-be entrepreneurs who are trying to make it and they're driven by money, like that's the God, I want to make money, I got to make money and aren't in love with the process of making people happy and making their product better than they ever imagined it and uh, just getting more smiles and more gratification and compliments, those are the entrepreneurs that always make it. And I relate to that because I don't think I ever in my entire career thought about making money. It just took care of itself because I was doing such a damn good job. <laughs> and I uh, I find that to be a common ground to all great entrepreneurs, which is always surprising. And you just prove that by your description. So my next question, Daisy, how hard do you work? Well, um, I just went to the doctor this morning and got cortisone injection in my arm. 
Um, if that tells you anything from um, overdoing it last week, which is a great thing. We were slammed with uh, orders. So we did lots of extra baking and lots of extra icing of the cakes. So that's a good thing. And then this is not to complain at all. It's just explaining. You know, it is it's physical work. It's picking up 50-pound bags of sugar and flour and mixing bowls with batter and mixing bowls with icing and carrying cakes, you know, in and out of the walk-in freezer and you know, it's demanding physically, which is fine. I like the fact that I never have to sit down. I stand up all the time, which I like a whole lot better. And then, you know, it's mentally, you know, challenging too, because you still, there's lots to um, juggle, right? Lots of balls in the air at one time and, mm-hmm. to, you know, try to keep everybody busy while they're here. Somebody, you know, thinking ahead, what needs to be done, lid stickered, boxes made, sugar sifted cake mix and how many hours a day do you work would you say how many days a week i I would say it's probably you know right now it's always around 50 hours a week Mm -hmm. and then you know during the holidays it's going to be around 70 hours a week which is you know and it's monday through friday come november 1st through december 20th it's every day except we do take thanksgiving off and i do take the friday off after thanksgiving to decorate my house that's the only day it gets done and (laughs) you're entitled (laughs) (laughs) so you know i have a plan on that and the day after christmas it all comes down (laughs) (laughs) and what about finding the right employees your business is totally dependent on icers which i know is a certain skill Uh, bakers how do you find the people and how do you keep them happy well you know it isn't easy to find people who can ice a cake that's surprising. Why is that such a talent? I think it's like painting a wall. It's not? Well, no, no, no. It is, it's, they have to be able to ice a cake so it doesn't look like a, a dome, like a mushroom. And so many people say, oh, yeah, I'll ice cakes for my family, but it's not how we need them to look for our business. So that is a challenge. But, you know, we find people and then we, you know, hang on to them for dear life. And a nice thing too, Barbara, we're always closed the week of the 4th of July and the week after Christmas. Mm. And so our employees know that going in, that they get that time off. We're flexible with people and their schedules and their children and, you know, family obligations too, which I think is important. And, and you know what else? It's all you can eat cake. All you can eat cake anytime you want it. <laughs> so you have a team of roly poly people, but I don't remember noticing that last time I was at your bakery. Everybody looked like they were well fed, but not overfed. I think you've been cutting back on those benefits. Come on, admit it. <laughs> well, I look, you know why? Because I look at them and I go, how in the world can you possibly put a piece of cake in your mouth after you're around it all day? I mean, it's like, oh. <laughs> now, what about the element of charisma? If there's one thing that you have in spades, everyone who meets you, is you have charisma. You smile and everybody wants to get onto your side. Do you feel that's an important part of your success? I do feel that's a very part. And, I'm, and it's, that's not to you know brag or be boastful. It's a gift that I think even in the last you know, seven or eight years that I've known you that you have pointed that out and helped me, you know, pinpoint what that is. And that's something that I really like about myself and that I realize I have it, that I, I love people. I want to be nice to everybody I meet. And even in New York, which I think gets a bad rap for, you know, maybe people aren't nice. People are so nice to me everywhere I go, restaurants, stores, walking down the street. I'll tell you a little quick story. 
one morning, there was a horrible snowstorm. It was back in, you know, it was in the end of January one year. I was up there doing some stuff. And up there I got up, New at York, fi- right? I got up at 5.30 in the morning to walk over to the Today Show to see if they were going to, you know, come outside. And I passed about a dozen people on the street. It was so quiet and so beautiful. And the, you know, the snow was lovely first thing that morning. And of the 12 or so people I said good morning to, Almost all of them, maybe just for two or three, did not say good morning back or how are you this morning or, you know, something like that. It's amazing to me if you're nice to people. This is what I find. They're nice back. And I think they notice that I'm sincere and I'm genuine and I am really happy to be saying hello to them or whatever it is. And, I, you know, in a southern accent doesn't hurt either. It certainly is, you know. Um, a benefit too. But yeah, I love people. I just love the energy. I think you get what you put out mm-hmm. there and no one gives out a better smile or better attitude than Kim Daisy of Daisy Cakes. No doubt about it. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. I mean that sincerely. I know I've told you that before. If someone came in right now and said, I'm dying to buy that business, honey, move over. I'm going to give you a ton of cash. You'd sell your business and make your life easier. Then what would I do? <laughs> Could I stay on and work? <laughs> oh, you'd be great working for someone else. You'd be a charm. Bad enough you, you're working with Geraldine in the kitchen. And look, it took you years to adjust to that one. I don't think so. <laughs> Let's assume you couldn't work at Daisy Cake. Someone came in and gave you a wad of cash and said, guess what? I really want your business. I'm buying it. How would you feel about that proposal? Well, I'd probably... Um want to seriously stay on and do something in conjunction with it (laughs) i don't know i don't know what you want me to say but i don't i don't know i don't want you to say anything i'm just curious because i find that many entrepreneurs are in love with their business in the same way they love a child and they can't imagine just as we all can't imagine our kids growing up and going off to college and leaving us when we're crazy about being moms i find that the great entrepreneurs can't imagine life uh, without their business. It's like part and parcel of them. Their employees are not employees, they're family. And they are deeply connected to them emotionally and get so much satisfaction that they can't picture life without it. And uh, so, well, I don't think you're getting an offer. I'm just wondering. I was thinking of giving you a cheap offer, maybe buying it out and getting all the profits for a change. But I guess I'm not even going to go down that path, right? <laughs> no, I really do. I would have to find something else to do. I mean, I'd have to come up with something else. I really would. I have friends who were my age who've already, you know, retired from their drug rep companies or whatever they were doing as drug reps or what, you know, lots of things. And, I'm, and I say to them, my gosh, what do you do all day, every day? I would be bored out of my mind. <laughs> You'd probably be baking cakes on your own, I would suspect. <laughs> uh, yes, or, or yes. So finally, I think um, I'd like to ask one more question, if you have just a moment, which is if you had to give someone young advice on going into business, what would your advice be? Um, If they wanted to do a baking business? Yeah, baking business. You know the baking business inside and out or any food business. Someone's working for someone else and they go, you know, I really want to have my own shop and I'm going to be in this space of food, baking, anything like that. It doesn't have to be brilliant. Just what comes to mind? Well, I would tell them they should absolutely give it a try. And why is that? Because of the personal satisfaction that you get out of it. And... Because it's it's so rewarding and so fulfilling. Because I had a catering business, I had a restaurant. And just, again, that people loving what you do when you're sharing your gift and they are receptive to what you're giving them as your gift. 
and it's hard work. I think sometimes people think if you're in the food business that you sit back with your feet propped on a desk giving orders all day every day, but the, you know nothing could be farther from the truth. You your butt rarely hits the chair. You know it is hard work, but it's so rewarding. Uh, and you do miss out on things, right? You'll be working on the weekends when there's this wonderful party that you wanted to go to, or you really wanted to you know, spend a whole week vacation with your family, but you're going to go down you know, on Thursday to Sunday instead. But I think the rewards far outweigh the hardships or the, you know, the hard work or the risk. And I would tell anybody who wants to do it, you should do it. Because I think one of the worst things in your life that you can live with is regret. Mm. And I think you know, it's much better to take a risk than to always wonder what if you'd done something and didn't do it. Well, Daisy, the first day I met you on Shark Tank, you won my heart and won my respect, and it continues to grow. I'm so thankful I found you on Shark Tank and you found me. I am too. I I feel the exact same way. And don't you think sometimes people hear us talk or hear me talk about you and they think, oh my gosh, please. But (laughs) uh, but it is so true. It is is so true. And another thing that I find that I love so much is how the entrepreneurs that you've picked when we all get to be together, that we're all, yes, of course, very different and from different walks of life, but we're all so similar. We all love well, each other so the same much. Good cloth. Yeah, I'm not going to mess with getting some cheap ass cloth. <laughs> and people, I want all the good stuff. You know, <laughs> and you tr- and you treat us wonderfully, and it's we all appreciate, it, and I appreciate it so much. Well, it's funny. Your attitude toward your customers is my attitude toward all my partners. <laughs> Make them happy, and that's where I get my satisfaction from. So it all goes around in a happy little circle, doesn't it? Yes. Even though everybody's working their ass off, no doubt about it. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, you are too. We all stay good yes. and busy. I think it's what keeps us happy. Yes. So let me close by saying I love Daisy Cakes, and that's easy to remember. I love DaisyCakes.com. My personal recommendation for anyone wants the best carrot cake this side of the Mississippi or maybe the other side, too, is from <laughs> Daisy Cakes, no doubt. That's what I want. I'm putting my order right now. Okay. One carrot cake. Okay. <laughs> one red velvet, please. Okay. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much you. for uh, being so open and sharing everything with us, Daisy. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success on Business Unusual. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio podcast network. Be sure to follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.